It's AJ and Ryan on the ANR Podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the ANR Podcast. I'm AJ. And I'm Ryan. And today we have a very, very special guest for you. Star of an audience of chairs, the perfect soulmate, a handmaid's tale, and most recently starred alongside Chris Rock in the new horror blockbuster Spiral. We have Edie Inkster. Edie, how are you doing today? Good, very good. How are you? I'm great. What have you been, what have you been up to in your day? Um, today's been a little bit of a quiet day, so I just did some shopping with my kids, bought them a new game. They're playing, a, they're playing the Family Feud Home Edition right now. I've heard that's a good game, to be fair, the Family Feud. Have you seen that, Brian? Uh, yeah, is that... What's the uh, guy who... Uh, Steve Harvey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we've got our own version here, but I don't yeah, think it's as... Fortunes. Yeah, it's not as good, is it? I mean, uh, I think possible. Jimmy Fallon does it on his show now. He's sort of yeah. taken on a version of it with stars, which is just quite funny. So the kids are into it now. <laughs> well, that that leads me to my first question about stars. Uh, do you ever get starstruck, and do people get starstruck around you? Um, the only people who get starstruck around me are my daughter's friends. Um, <laughs> because your mom's been in what? Uh, so th- because of it, and more recently because of Spiral. Yeah. Uh, that, those are the only ones who really get starstruck around me. Um, I the only one that really kind of made me go uh, was Jodie Foster, and she directed me in an episode of Black Mirror. Oh my god! And she's it, she's not just a star. I mean, she's an icon, and and yeah. she there's just so much about her that's inspiring for my own career and so i i was sort of like uh, what's gonna happen when i walk onto set and see her <laughs> and and she just looked like jodie foster and then she directed me in my scene and um i did break my photo rule though i asked her for a for a picture and <laughs> i don't normally um yeah behind the scenes photos is one thing but just saying like can i get a picture before we go like it feels a little <laughs> sort of awkward well, but i i set the awkwardness and now oh, I have a photo, so. She seems like a very lovely person. Like, whenever I've seen her interview, like, interview with anyone, she seems, like, really nice and quite down to earth. She was very much that. She's also um, just so, she grew up in the film industry, so she's also was just so clear and efficient in what she wanted, and and it was sort of really nice working with her that way. Would, would, she, would you say she's your favorite person to work with, or is there someone else that comes to mind? I can't say who I have a favorite. I've been so lucky. I've been thinking about the directors I've worked with. I mean, Elizabeth Moss on The Handmaid's Tale, she directed all three episodes in season four for me. And it's like the set is bubbling with joy the entire time in this dark, dark show, of course. Yeah, I was going to say, doesn't seem like it's from our side when we're watching that show. No, I know there's so much humor going on between takes and so much love. And it is a very you know, female-led show. So I'm on set with, you know, Maddie Brewer and Lizzie Moss and um, and Anne, uh, who, and Dan, who plays, you know, McKen- McKenna Grace was in our episode. And so, and her mom was there. So all these women. So it's it gets to be a really fun sort of atmosphere. Well, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. I was say, speaking of uh, filming, uh, during the filming of uh, Spiral, was that through the pandemic? Was that through COVID? No, it was not. Oh, we okay. shot Spiral in 2019. Oh, okay, just um, before. I think it might have been the last thing I shot before we locked down, and we we shot it that summer 
of 2019, maybe into September, and it was supposed to come out the following spring of 2020, and they had to postpone it for a year. So that was not pandemic shooting. I shot season four of Handmaids in pandemic, and I shot Clarice in the pandemic. How have you found um, filming during the pandemic? Has it been a lot more stressful or time consuming? Um, it was more time consuming because they test every second day and near the end, Clarice was actually testing every day um, because they did have a positive show up on set. And so then they switched to every day. Um, so it's more t time consuming that way, but the days were shorter. They were, mm -hmm. they were uh, both were on 10 hour days, very, very, and they stuck to it. Um, and I felt safer there than anyone else, anywhere else mm -hmm. yeah. because everyone's been tested regularly. Um, when I first saw my friends posting photos from their dressing room and sat on, uh, I was, it made me nervous. I was like, Ooh, I don't know. And then when I got that, it was, I was so comfortable there. Yeah. I, I think everyone's finding it very weird to socialize. Like because in the UK, we've just started opening stuff up, up again. And like, everyone's kind of like skeptical not to wear a mask and stuff like that. When well, I think it's next week, we open up like back to normal, but everyone just sort of like, Oh, don't want to touch anyone. Don't sit near me. Don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> sort of we're thing. still masked here. Yeah. Not in all of Canada, but, but in Ontario, we're still masked. And on Friday we'll open up. Are you, are you going to go out or are you still going to sit back a little, see if, if the cases rise again? Um, before when, when the lockdown happened, I was living in Toronto and I own a house a couple hours North of Toronto. So I've moved up here. I've been living in a really small town. So I was commuting in, um, for all of the shooting and everything that I was doing and, you know, getting an Airbnb, um, when they were open. And so I'm in a really small town. I don't, there's nowhere really to go. <laughs> so, you know, I'll go for my walks with my, you know, dog or whatever, but I, I'm not really, there's no big party happening around the corner. Yeah. I mean, uh, just going back to another point you made earlier about keeping it like lighthearted on set. How is that when you're filming a horror movie? Because I know you've been in a few things that have been darker, especially that like spiral. And someone like Chris Rock as well, when you're doing a scene with him, is he just mm. sort of serious when he's doing a scene or is he sort of joking around when it uh, when the uh, director yells cut? He's very, very funny, yeah. but he he does not joke around a lot on set. Oh, really? Um, he does, he'll come out with like sort of the one quick one-liner. Um, when I first met him, he was actually quite reserved. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, warm, but just like, I don't want to say shy, but but just, sort of, hey, and then, you know, you get to know him a little bit and develop a bit of a rapport. But no, he's not, he wasn't sort of a, a big energy in between takes. He was really focused on what he was doing. I mean, yeah, because it must be such a, like, a different thing for him, because obviously from going from being Chris Rock, the funny comedian, to doing yeah. that sort of serious detective role, it must have been yeah. a very big change. Yeah, yeah. And he, he was, um, yeah, he was very focused on that, I think. Well. We have, we have a little game ready for you to test if you really got to bond with your co-star Chris Rock. <laughs> so we have a game. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> we have a game. Chris Rock or America's Biggest Cock. Basically, we're going to give you a quote and you have to guess if Chris Rock said it or Donald Trump said it. Okay? Okay. I'm going to fail so miserably. Okay. So I think that is 11 yeah, quotes. Don't, we, can't, yeah, we can't report to Chris Rock, by the way, because yeah. we don't know. Well, if you ever hear right. this, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so the first one I'm going to go with. Okay, it's like in golf, a lot of people, I don't want this to sound trivial, but a lot of people are switching to these really long putters, very unattractive. It's weird. Is that Donald Trump or is that Chris Rock? That's Donald Trump. 
Nice, bang on, yay, Donald Trump. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, the next one is men are only as unfaithful as their options. Yikes. That's Chris be... Rock. Brian, what, what would you think? Uh, don't know, it just sounds like a generic thing to say. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go Chris Rock as well. Yeah, it is Chris Rock. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I, might, I might have made this game a bit, a bit easy. Right, okay. Um, the next one. Uh, it's hard for a man to turn down sex. If they chase us, we can't run that fast. That's Donald Trump. That's Chris Rock. Really? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Bad luck. laughs> Anything outrageous, so I just assume it's Donald Trump. Yeah, genuinely. Okay, so the next one is <laughs> there, there are only three things women need in life food, water, and compliments. Chris, that's not a Donald Trump thing. Yeah, Chris, Donald Trump would never. (laughs) Donald Trump would never compliment a woman. (laughs) I was just going to say, I don't know where the compliment is. Okay, so you've gotten three out of four, so you're doing pretty well so far. Okay, the next one is, I will be phenomenal to the women. I mean, I want to help women. That's Donald Trump. Yeah, that just seems too, too eager. (laughs) <laughs> it's the phenomenal word. The phenomenal word. Yeah, yeah too creepy to be Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next one is, uh, it's really cold outside. They calling it a major freeze. Weeks ahead of normal. Man, we could do with a big fat dose of global warming. Is that Donald Trump or Chris, uh, Chris Rock? Uh, Chris um, Rock, I would say. You think it's Chris Rock? Oh. I think it's Donald Trump. I'm gonna, it, I'm gonna. It is Donald Trump. Oh. The, the wording of that sounds so much like I know, Chris Rock. Yeah. I, I just, don't, I don't know why. You I don't know why. Like Chris Rock would say, like you would think show. a president wouldn't said that, but obviously. But I, well, right. You would think. <laughs> well, we, 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 I was telling Ryan about this game before you came on and spoke with us, and Ryan was like. What if she's a massive Donald Trump fan? And I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> this game is just basically insulting him. You know, are you? Uh, yeah, that would have been a bit. <laughs> I still could have guessed, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> the next one is, I have my own demons and dark moods. I have my own wet and dark moods. Demons. That's Chris Rock. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. That is Chris Rock. How did you know that one so quickly? Um, <laughs> I think that a lot of comedians probably battle a lot of darkness. Yeah, that's true. That's what I come yeah. from. Yeah. Okay. The next one is, you don't pay taxes, they take taxes. Oh, that's Chris Rock. <laughs> yeah, Chris Rock. That is Chris Rock. You've only got one incorrect so far, and we're on the last one, so... You've smashed, you've smashed it. I, yeah, I ain't done anything. I've just I'm gone. winning, though. I'm winning. I got you are, you are winning. <laughs> okay, the next one is, uh, I don't get high, but sometimes I wish I did. Uh, that way, when I mess up in life, I would have an excuse. But right now, there's no rehab for stupidity. Please be Donald Trump. It's not. It's Chris Rock. Yeah. It is indeed Chris Ugh. Rock. That you is did, 10 out of you 11. Did, you did three Chris Rock in the row. I thought... I thought yeah. surely by uh, mathematics you'd I go thought, for I thought, I'd try, I thought I'd try and trip you up, but the only one that you got incorrect was that it's hard for a man to turn out sex, but that is very, very well done on, on that game. You know your co-star very well. 
I'll let them know if they do another movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So back onto uh, back onto you, which is what we're here to talk about. Um, what is your dream role? So let's say you could be cast in any movie, like past, future, present, future, wherever. You can have a dream role. You can play that. You can replace an actress of your choice or actor of your choice. You could be the next James Bond. Who knows? Oh. Wow. Well, I would go back in time and I would enjoy, um, because I was about 20 years old when I read The Handmaid's Tale, I would love to play a handmaid. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. V. Oh, nice. I would love to play June. Yeah. That would be a good one. You know what else I would love to play? Joan of Arc. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool one. I know I kind of missed the window, but I was like, <laughs> yeah. absolutely shaking my head, I would do it. <laughs> so you've got, um, obviously, a lot of uh, horror films that you've been involved it's involved with, so just wondering what's attracted you to that kind of genre? The, I think the very first one I did, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's really, really fun. And the, I find the people that are working in them are... So Andy Machete, who directed It... Mm-hmm. And the Saskia sisters who directed a remake of Cronenberg's Rabbit that I was in have got to be some of the most amazing, fun people I have ever met. Like, they just exude this warmth and goodness, and it's it's really, really fun to play in those movies. Mm-hmm. Do you ever actually get... Well, I think I've asked this uh, question before to someone else, but... Um... Do you actually get scared while you're uh, filming? Because you know you're in um, a film. I don't normally. So when I shot it, I never auditioned for that role. I was at the table read as a utility reader, which is just someone who reads the roles of the women who couldn't show up. So if there's a waitress with one line or whatever, you, you, you sit in and you read. And that role had recently been written and had not yet been cast. And I was driving home from the table read and I got a phone call. Mm-hmm. where they were offering me that role. So I never auditioned for it. And I watch the movie now and I go, how would you audition? I'm talking about the role, who's the, the kindergarten teacher on TV who says, kill them all. <laughs> um, and what, when I was shooting it and I was walking towards the TV and Andy was over there and he shouted, now roll your eyes in the back of your head. And I went, I don't know how to, know how to do that. And I thought I should have practiced at home. I was going cross-eyed and everything. And then, <laughs> then he shouted, just start chanting, kill them all. Oh, really? I hadn't just... scripted. That line was unscripted. So, it wasn't even scripted. Oh, wow. I'd love to go back to the original script. I, I, I'm sure my memory is. So, and then I, so I started chanting, kill them all. And he said, now walk off camera slowly, but like, you're, you're inside yourself and you're desperate to get out with the, that look on your face. And he's like, just calling that out to me. And I'm going, I'm doing all this crazy stuff. <laughs> so that was not terrifying at all. Um, Bill came out and said hi to all the kids, first without his Pennywise on, and then again yeah. with his Pennywise on before we shot so that they wouldn't be scared. I did, um, I did have... Um, Prior to the table read, they had asked me to come and read on Bill's screen test. That was my, one of the more terrifying moments because he came out really focused and in full pe- Pennywise, and we were in blackness, and they had a spotlight for him. And he went and sat in the spotlight, and I had to read the Georgie scene where he is talking to him in the cellar. And, oh, oh God. God! I bet did you feel like you're involved in the real thing? It was terrifying. Oh. Um, the only time there was there was a scene from Spiral that was actually cut, 
that was a little bit scary when I went into a, a dark building by myself. And it, I mean, there's still cameramen all around and the director's still there and everybody's there, but there was something about going into this dark room. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to shoot it. They phoned me and said, can you come down and shoot this scene? And it's, it hadn't been in the script. We didn't get the end of the script, so we didn't know who the killer was or anything. We got about three quarters of the script. And um, I went down to shoot it, and I thought, something's going to jump out at me. Something that, This is like some kind of trick. <laughs> They're not telling me what I'm doing. Am I the killer? Yeah. <laughs> is it me? Am I about to die? I don't know what's going to happen. So. Well, I'll, I'll, that's what I was going to lead on to is how is it keeping like spoilers? Like, do you do you get a lot or do you have to like sort of sign some sort of NDA just to say, I'm not going to say anything? Because obviously a lot of the stuff you work with, like, especially The Handmaid's Tale, is quite a very popular show and people really want to know what's going to happen next. Like, do people ask you or can you just say, oh, I can't tell you or what? I say, I can't tell you. I, yeah. I've signed, I didn't actually sign an NDA for Spiral, but, but it's assumed. I'm not yeah. going to tell people how it ends. Um, it, um, I'm not sure why I didn't sign one, but I wasn't about to tell anybody anything, but I do get asked yeah. and, um, yeah, I just have to say, I can't tell you even now because they released that spiral cut a trap scene. Yeah. And I get people messaging me going, was it you? What was it? Was it, what, what was the trap? <laughs> and I go, well, if they're not telling you, I'm not going to. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. They'll probably release it in like some sort of DVD special and then you can, you can, you can talk about it. But I mean, I'm. I, I, I like to I like to try and be a bit cheeky and I'm going to ask is there any future projects that you're signed on to or that you can tell us about or um, not right now no you, you can't only... tell us or you haven't signed on to it <laughs> there's one I can't tell you and there's one that the season five of Handmaid's Tale is obviously going to be starting soon yeah. um, as far as I know Clarice has not yet been picked up but it's not been cancelled either Okay. so it's sort of in limbo and um, I am hoping that they do a sequel to Spiral and I get to be a part of it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yes. Um, okay, so also speaking about being on set, you said you have a lot of like ke good chemistry with your co-stars. What is the most embarrassing moment for you on set? Like, all your, all your, from your whole career? Throughout my whole career, the most embarrassing thing for me on set. Oh! <laughs> okay. Oh, <no>. Really? <laughs> my... <laughs> Um, on an audience of chairs, my character wore sort of, you know, push-up bras and skimpy outfits and little mini skirts. And so trying to find a place to put the mic <laughs> was tricky. <laughs> and so he had put it here. Anyway, the mic fell down and it fell down sort of onto one thigh. <laughs> God. <laughs> so... <laughs> walking around and then I said I think my mic fell down and he said I was wondering what that noise was and I was like <laughs> I don't my eyes slapping together I don't <laughs> what was that noise I don't know oh, that's it amazing. wasn't my voice that's all I know <laughs> anyway, no, like, we didn't get good sound on that one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just can we just do that one more time <laughs> without the noise <laughs> <laughs> Probably the best story we've had on this show, to be honest. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy I asked that question. It was a little horrifying. Yeah. Is anything embarrassing happened to one of your co-stars that you've just sort of like you know when you get second-hand embarrassment? Like, let's say if I was walking around, he fell down, I'd kind of feel embarrassed for him. Has that ever happened to you where you've got that sort of second-hand embarrassment? Um, no, 
Not that I can think of. So it's usually you being the embarrassing one. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I, like, I can be really like, I, when I was on Shoot the Messenger, I, what did they say? They said, Edie, do you mind hitting your mark? And I, Or no, 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 it was don't look at it. I was like, <laughs> it was like a series regular. It wasn't my first day on set, but it felt yeah. like it was. I was coming in and looking at my mark and then looking up and they were like, can you not look at your mark when you enter frame? I was like, sure. I can do well, yeah, because I mean, <laughs> Can I get some big stand bags all around me? <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It's probably like a lot of that you don't see, like people not in them. Up. Do you ever like look directly at the camera and you're like, oh shit, I shouldn't look there? And then look I have flashed the camera a couple of times. Um, the very first, my very first episode of Handmaid's Tale in season one, it opens with um, the, the camera was on a dolly going backwards and I was walking down the hall and I was supposed to be checking rooms. And of course, as soon as the camera's on you, you're like, I suddenly don't know how to walk. <laughs> and where do I look when I'm walking? Because I can't look there because the camera's there. So I have to be looking. And I, I, I was crossing camera and a couple times I was worried I had flashed the lens. But um, <laughs> that was very funny. Yeah. I don't know how to walk anymore. I feel, I feel like whenever anyone's watching you do anything, you just sort of like panic. It's it's a weird thing. It's like, what do I do with my hands? When I was younger, when I got my hand, I put yeah. it here instead of on my waist. I put it up almost like it's, my it's like being reborn but then I couldn't again. Get it down because I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't know how my hand got here, but now I have to get it down naturally. And if I go like this and slide it down, so it's going to note. So I was standing there. Literally, all I'm thinking about is how do I get my hand back into a normal position without looking like I'm moving out of an awkward position. I was on stage. That oh was not God. on show. Yeah. So you suddenly become unable to do anything. But little things become questionable. Where, what do I do with my hands <laughs> normally? Okay. Is there any uh, particular person that you've kept in contact since uh, you've uh, met them on a set or, or shot, shot a film with them? I stay in touch with Michael Cudlitz, who played my husband, plays my husband on Clarice. Yeah. Uh, just... Uh, it's funny, all his fans seem to know how lovely he is. He is such a generous and lovely human being. Um, uh, he also played Abraham on The Walking Dead, so he's got a, yeah. I'll a big problem. <laughs> yes, I got a text from my friend in Australia saying, you kissed Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Um, and I do keep in touch with Ann Dowd, who plays Aunt Lydia. We're in touch fairly regularly. And also... Um, That's about it. For regular. Think, yeah. Yeah. It, speaking of, I mean, I've, I've always just wondered this about on set scenes. Was like your first one like really awkward? Because like, obviously you've never done it before. And kissing with like 50 people staring at you is probably yeah. not the most try... comfortable thing to do. Yeah. When I have to kiss Michael? No, just kissing. Like your first one. Not, not just this one. Just anyone. On set. He might have been my first one on screen. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was super nervous. <laughs> and it was COVID. So they tested us both. <laughs> and then they isolated us both. So they put me in a really nice hotel room. And yeah, I mean, I was really lucky with, like I said, as a co-star, he was just so great. But, he, you know, he's a big star. And I, yeah, that was my first kiss. And I was like, what, what, what are we, are we just going to kiss? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You, you didn't have to. And then when they uh... ended up in the show, it was so much less. <laughs> I was like, what? We were kissing for like five minutes. And it was only two seconds. 
do you ever hate that when they like cut stuff out and you're like, oh, I've worked really hard for that. Not the kids, but just anything generally. Like, did you just think? Um, oh, no, yeah, they the had to cut quite a bit of my stuff out of Clarice for time constraints, and yeah, yeah, you. It's disappointing as much as you want to, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It's cool, 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 cool. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I'm probably I'm not mad. That. If it's for the good of the show, let's let's do that. You have a secretly like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> 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 that's you of the Christmas cards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not getting a no no present for you at the end of end of the take. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it's it, it just I just think it's really cool because like I love to hear about like the behind the scenes things. But like, is there like a is there like a secret that not like viewers don't know that you just behind the scenes it goes on, but no one who watches the film would know about it. Like, what's the sort of secret behind it, or is there anything that's really cool that we should know that we don't? Um. I, I don't think I, yeah, I don't think I can, I'm not going to come up with a good story for that. <laughs> no, there's nothing. We just hang out. I mean, go on our phones, you know. Just just do the normal stuff that everyone else Rebecca does. Rebecca brings the best snacks. Yeah. <laughs> she brings good snacks. She bought my daughter a cookie because my daughter's a bit of a fan. She's 14 and she likes Rebecca Breeze. So I said, oh, she'll be so thrilled. And Rebecca said, oh, tell her I licked it. Uh. <laughs> She's very funny. She's a very funny girl. Have you got two girls? I have two girls. They're 12 and yeah. 14. So are they like, my mom's like really cool or they're sort of like, are they over it now? And they're like, oh no, whatever. I got one of each. Whatever. <laughs> I've got one who thinks it's really cool. I've got another one whose best friend talks about the movie It and how much she loves it all the time. And she's literally not even told her I'm in it. Oh, God. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. See, if my mum was in it, I would tell everyone. I'd yeah. be like, my mum is in this film. Yeah. Everyone watch it. Come round my house. Let's yeah. specifically watch my this scene. My older one's more like that. She'll tell people. And she always says to me, I'm going, why don't you tell her mom's in it? Like, she loves it so much. And she's like, I don't know. I'd literally be yelling, my mom's famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I keep thinking I should dress up as the character from Spiral and go pick her up next time she's hanging out with those friends. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she might think she's yeah. getting arrested if you yeah, dress yeah. up as a detective and try and pick her up. But bring, bring Chris Rock with yeah, you. I probably have to leave the gun holster at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think it, it must, it must be nice having at least one of your daughters be really excited about what you do. Like, does she ask you questions? Like, when you get home, you're like, oh, what did you shoot today? What did you do? Do you tell them everything? Like, she does now, and yes, I will let her in on a few things. She's really good about it. She's also an actor oh, and really? has started doing a little bit of work herself. So she's. She she's had to sign the occasional NDA herself and stuff, so she gets it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably not it's probably not as like serious. Like, let's say if it's like a Star Wars or a Marvel film where it's sort of like if you if you tell anyone, you'll get like beheaded or something. But um, there's I, some. I, I, I've auditioned for some where where you get an email from your agent and it says you have an audition for a show. If you choose to accept it, you will get your sides, which is the audition scenes. Yeah. direct from casting like they won't even let your agent mm. be the mediator really? between you so you write back to your agent and go i accept it and then does, does the message you get blow this up? thing from casting that it's password protected and you can only open it on one device and if you screenshot it print or forward it it will automatically self-destruct and you only have it for 48 <laughs> hours oh, wow. it's like you feel like someone's watching me while i'm like doing all this stuff oh, so that i've had insane. 
I mean, I have auditioned for shows like that. Yeah, I mean, because obviously there was the story behind the whole uh, Infinity War, which which is the third Avengers film for any viewers who or any listeners who don't know. Um, they 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 handed out fake scripts to actual big members of the cast, like people who were guaranteed to be in it. They gave out fake scripts and they wouldn't tell one single person the full story. They'd only get their own scenes, which which is just so insane that it's come to that where fans are that crazy to know. I think it's better not to know because then when I go into the film, I finally I can see what they've actually made. But people just need to know before. They do too. I mean, that's why you wait till it's released before you can't even put up behind the scenes fix or anything before anything's released because they zoom in yeah. and they're going to find something behind you yeah. in that photo that you didn't see was there that, and that, like yeah. it'll never work again. They'll see the so, coffee cup that you've left. Oh yeah, in the Game background. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the Game of Thrones one. Oh yeah, no, but the things that are actual clues. Yeah. Like if I were to take a picture with someone and they're behind it, there was one of the traps in the corner, and they're zooming in, going, <laughs> "It looks like you know." They're they're pretty intense. Some of them. Did did, did you actually get a premiere for a Spiral, or did you sort of have to sit at home? Didn't happen. In fact, it was released in the states m- uh, at least a month before we even had it here. Oh really? Yeah, and my friend Ali, who was in Spiral, she played, um, what was her character's name? She was the, the cop who brought the gifts in. Yeah. Um, it's escaping me right now, but um, she, her agent did manage to get a link for her to watch, but I didn't, uh, I didn't put that effort out, so I didn't get to see it. When it was released here, we, we bought it on Odeon or Cineplex. We bought it on Cineplex <laughs> and uh, watched yeah. it. We recently had uh, another actor on, uh, Chaney Morrow. He's been in, in a few horror films, and he was talking about how he lets his kids watch horror films and they're quite like they're probably like half the age of of your kids would you let your kids watch spiral or is that just uh no no my older one watched spiral yeah was she she horrified i mean i have people too do you you get scared of your own films if you know what's coming i get i i get like about like the trap scenes like when the fingers were coming off i was like okay that one that one messed me up like the, the image of them like being pulled. I'm sorry for this is spoiler territory, by the way. But there's a scene. Okay, if you don't want spoilers, skip about thirty seconds because I'm, I'm about to say, Ryan, you can mute, mute yourself if you want. <laughs> yeah. That, there's a scene if some if someone's fingers getting slowly pulled I'm off. Gonna turn down. <laughs> he can't hear me. He, he actually can't hear me. Um, yeah. So it, it, his fingers get slowly pulled off one by one, and it's just it's horrible. It's my partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your, it's your Richard, partner. Richard, who plays my partner? Yeah. And it, it's horrible. It's genuinely disgusting. Okay, you're good. Ryan, you're good. <laughs> there you go. I didn't hear any of that. <laughs> now, I would let my younger one watch it. She just hasn't yet. She watches... Um, she's very into anime, and she does cosplay and all oh, that stuff. Oh, I love stuff. anime. Anime's classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves all that. And a lot of that's pretty violent, although I think in one of her favorite shows, she says the blood is pink. But um, she's... Like, her favorite show, movie right now is a Canadian movie... Um, you know, I can't think of names, but, I, but it's a horror film, and uh, and she she loves all that stuff. So I, I would let her watch it. She just wasn't there when we watched it, and also far less excited about anything I do. <laughs> <laughs> She's sort of like, you're not famous. You're just someone who like cleans my room. And, yeah. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> uh, what would you say the most demanding role you've played? So like the one that's taken out of you a little bit. Um, I, I, I think that probably, probably Aunt Elizabeth in The Handmaid's Tale is, 
is a big one for that. It's really nice to to get to do things. Um, my my role in Clarice was as well, but as I said, they cut most of that out. Um, she struggled with alcohol, and so I had some really nice scenes where I was not in the best condition, and that was really kind of fun to play. Uh, but um, like I said, unfortunately, didn't make the cut. But that might have been the most challenging because playing someone that troubled and that damaged. Like she was smart and she was educated yeah. and she was all mm -hmm. that stuff, but she struggled with alcohol. And, you know, you don't want to sort of, yeah, just basically yeah. playing drunk is really a challenge. How, how do you kind of prepare for that kind of role? You get smashed, mate. You drink some beer. <laughs> exactly. Method actor. Method acting. Method acting, that's what it is. <laughs> um, whatever you can get your hands on. You know, um... <laughs> It's funny it, that those scenes were ones where I kind of would come out of it and be like, did I say this line? Did I say that line? Like, like I was sort of reaching a level of consciousness where, where you're so involved in the character that you're not thinking about the scene. And that happened in, in those scenes with that. And I can't tell you how I get there, but not because it's a secret, just because I don't, I don't really know yeah. how to put it in words. But yeah, those those are so much fun. I mean, they're few and far between, but they are really fun. And then Aunt Elizabeth, just dealing with the cruelty of that. And after the first episode, people would say, you're so mean. And I would say, but they started it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to be beating them up, but that was my choice when Gilead <laughs> came down. Just like they ha didn't have a choice in being a handmaid, right? Yeah. So I was always trying to find like what is motivating this kind of cruelty in Aunt Elizabeth. I mean... It it's happened I mean, to be evil people. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of, of getting of getting drunk, I mean, in your in your early days of your career, I'm sure you have had a few nights out with your castmates. Do you have any crazy stories of what what went on behind the scenes when you've gone out for a few drinks or more? I don't know. Um. <laughs> Nothing I can think of offhand. When I was in my 20s, I worked at a dinner theater and we did, we would do two months in Calgary, two months in Winnipeg and two months in Edmonton. We would do six months with the same group of people doing the same show six nights a week, living in the hotel together. And we would start to get a, a little bit ringy in terms yeah. of doing the same thing over and over again. And we served tables in character. So you do act one and then you'd go up to your table and as the character, you'd bring them their meal. <laughs> It was really, really fun, but we would start, like, we would actually, during the show, we would be partaking in whatever our mind-altering thing of choice was, and <laughs> I remember one actor sort of was snowboarding down the aisle on a tray once with the food for <laughs> one of the uh, I mean, You know. Yeah, it, it, it must be fun, like, just... So sort of cutting loose, having fun yeah. after, after a long Being time. yourself. This was during the show, but you know. After... <laughs> yeah, same thing, really. <laughs> after is probably a good plan. I mean, if you're in Edmonton in the winter and you're staying in the hotel you're working in, you don't go out much. It's 40 below and, you know, so yeah. we just all partied and worked together. Well, that's what it's it a great thing to do in your 20s, though. It was really uh, fun. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what England and Canada have in, in, in common. We've we just got shit weather. We're just cold. Yeah. miserable all the time. It's never hot. You're wet, though, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. More yeah. Than I, 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 yeah. 
Eighty percent of the time. Yours is more snow, right? More snow? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think so. I more snow I, I actually really don't like snow at all. Like, if, when, everyone, when it's here and it's snowing, everyone gets really excited, but I'm just there, like, I hate it because it's just, it's icy, you can't get anywhere. It's just horrible. Just trudging through it. I know. I would like it to show up just before Christmas, a week or two before Christmas, and, and, and then, then that's like it. Years. <laughs> but we usually have it into March, and we usually get it in November. Wow. Oh, no. How do you get anywhere? That? How do you get anywhere? Do you have to have a snowmobile? Oh, all it's the time? insane. It's insane. Jesus I'm trying Christ. to get anywhere. I have pictures of my kids in front of a snowbank that's like 30 feet high. And it says, go Canada, go on it. I must have taken it to the year <laughs> or something. So somebody spray painted, go Canada, go on this giant snowbank. And they were driving on the highway. And I went, get out. I'll take pictures. <laughs> do you snowboard? To, you could snowboard to work, I suppose. Get on the um, where I live now in the small town, Snowmobiles is a mode of transportation. Isn't it? Is snowmobiles the jet skis, but on snow, like the bikes, the big ones? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. They're, they're so yeah. cool. They are. I'd love to have I one of them. They go down the street like, like it's that's... normal. Although you I know, we ride elk. I don't think we could get one, Brian, because I've been cutting about on, on the M5 with a, with a snowmobile on our motorways. Oh, really yeah. Well, and plus we don't have snow, so that doesn't help. <laughs> I live in something that we call the snow belt. So where I am right now, there's a lot. I, I want I want to live in Canada eventually. Like I want to move there. So maybe not where you are. But <laughs> no, Toronto or Vancouver. Yeah, I, I was thinking more Toronto, but I mean, if I if I'm ever in the area, we'll, we can go snowboarding. <laughs> hey, Pat, let me know if you're coming. I'll probably yeah. I could be back in Toronto by then anyway. <laughs> but um. Yeah, uh, we also do. I, I, I'm very curious to see what actors do what. So, what are you watching on TV at the moment? What shows are you into? Other than, I mean, I don't know if you watch your own or. <laughs> you just like, constantly repeat. I do your watch own. my own, I, but I finished it all. I binge watched. Um, I didn't watch Handmaid's Tale for a really long time because we couldn't get it here um, with any kind of sort of consistency. And then when I could finally get it, I watched all three seasons in two weeks. <laughs> but, and, um, <laughs> I, I am a little bit. Sense. I'm a little bit behind, so no spoilers. Oh, in fact, don't, don't really spoilers. good show though. Yeah, very good show. Um, my favorite shows are um, mostly made in England. Oh, really? Um, oh, big up. Yeah, I'm a fan of um, Scott and Bailey, of um, uh, Happy Valley. Um, to be honest, I haven't watched either of those shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you know I've heard of Scott and Bailey. Really, they're both um, police dramas, and they're both strong female leads. Yeah. I love Saran Jones. I don't even know how to say it. Saran Jones, Saran Jones. Um, Olivia Coleman. Uh, Olivia um, Coleman. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. Um, have you watched Line of Duty? That's another good British. No, film. I'll admit I started it and gave oh, up I thought on it. Was it. Boring. That's all I thought. You thought it was boring? Yeah, I didn't watch it. I, I watched. Why didn't you tell me to watch it? <laughs> it's well, not selling it to you, is it? Well, I, I'm not really into police shows that much, but if you like those ones, then I guess you might like Line of Duty. But yeah. I there boring. seems to be like a proper like community about it that everyone does. Everyone I spoke to loves it. I've heard it's really good, but uh, anyway, I'm watching Animal Kingdom right now. Is that the one we is David At did David Attenborough do that one? The commentary for that. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, Animal Kingdom is um, a TV show that's not about animals. It's oh. <laughs> no idea. It's, it's more like a Sons of Anarchy yeah. type thing. It's uh, like um, just these a... four brothers that are into all kinds of crime, and their mother's kind of the matriarch of the family, oh. and it's more about the brothers. Um, their sister was estranged from this family and she dies and her child comes to live with them. So 
He's like 20. He's... Uh, it's a bit of a so misleading comes... title. <laughs> totally I'm thinking of Planet Earth, not Animal Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Earth, yeah. I, I think there might have been one called Animal Kingdom or Animal Planet. Animal, yeah, Animal Planet. Planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's not that. That would be cool though. If that's what I was watching. Yeah. Now I'm watching Animal Planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm into the more mind-numbing TV, which is just crap. No, I'm kidding. I I I do I do like uh, I I'm very into like legal shows, like legal dramas. Actually, I saw you, you in in Suits. Yes, you did. I did. I, saw, that's, I, I knew like, it was you. I recognise. She's in Hasbro's tail. I know. I know. Yes, you did. And that's funny how many people recognise me from that. that I that's saw you in my favourite show. I love it. It's good. It's amazing. It's amazing show. How was it yeah, actually? Because yes. uh, I mean, uh, Gabriel Mutch and uh, Pat Jadis, they're just I think they're amazing actors. But what, what was it like working with them? Um, it was great. I didn't honestly. I didn't spend a lot of time on that set. So yeah. Patrick was on a, a hoverboard, and it was the first time I'd seen one. <laughs> and we talked about cameras a bit. We're both photographers, so yeah, uh, yeah. I know he's he's quite big into this. He talks about like a lot on, on other interviews. But like, what, well, obviously, nicer equipment than I do somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but obviously, like Gabriel Max, his character Harvey. I mean, you've seen a few episodes of the show, haven't you? I have seen the show. Yeah. yeah, so his character Harvey just like exudes this like confidence and like masculinity, and he just pushes out there. When, when he's acting on set, do you sort of like feel that? And you sort of like taken aback by it, and sort of like, whoa, this guy—he sort of acts like a, a completely different person. Um, you know what? I don't think I saw. An, you mean as an actor or as a yeah. like the real as person actor. or the character? As, as, an, as a character. I don't know why I didn't spend a lot of time with him that day. He sort of came on set. I think I was already sitting up in the judge thing when he came on yeah i spent more time with um the actor i um i forget his name but he he played um travis the husband in Nashville. no no the other yeah, uh what well i'm trying to think of his acting name hold on let me find it <laughs> fact check it uh, he played her husband in nashville and i was a big nashville fan at that point so what was it uh, eric close is that it yeah yeah i think that's right Eric Close, yeah, yeah. So I got to tell him how much I loved, you know, his wife in Nashville. <laughs> you just walk up to him like, I was a big fan of your wife, not you though. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who you are. <laughs> I worded it a little nicer than that. But yeah, no, it's Connie Britton. Nashville is Connie Britton, who I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Right, okay. Well, it feels like we should, and we have to legally ask every guest this question, and it's a legal requirement. You have yeah, to this is it, a, so. yeah. NDA kind of thing. <laughs> you look really, you look really worried. Because <laughs> we're about to get you to like sign over your your house or something. No, um, we have to ask you: Who is your current celebrity crush, and who was your celebrity crush growing up? Growing up, it was Robbie Benson. I have no idea. Yeah, I, was gonna, I, no idea. I, want, I wanted <laughs> to. I wanted to know who he is. He was um in a in a movie called Ice Castles, and he's the voice of the Beast now, and he does a lot of producing. Celebrity crush? I don't really have a celebrity crush right now. Um, but I'm a really big fan of Harry Styles. Oh, oh really? <laughs> that is like one that, of the that, most that's popular. His that's his girlfriend's celebrity crush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's your girlfriend's celebrity crush? He's just, he just yeah. seems like such an amazing human being. He's so cool. Yeah. I he, he really is. I'm a fan of Harry Styles. <laughs> I'm not bitter about it at all. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to be bitter. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think I think you're allowed a free pass 
aren't you, Ryan? Yeah. So she's allowed to get with Harry Styles, and you're allowed to get with whoever. Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> also Harry Styles. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fair. Enough. I mean, uh, yours is probably Nicole. Yeah, anyway, I love right? Keanu. Sorry. Yeah, Keanu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the thing, right? <laughs> he doesn't seem like there's any attitude there or anything that's fake or just seems real. So does Harry. That's why I like Harry Styles. <laughs> he just seems real. Who's like the who's like the biggest star you've met? Like not, not in terms of like your you big stars, but like the sort of like the biggest A-lister you've met. Um, other than Jodie Foster. Yeah, um, other than Jodie Foster. Well, my kids are pretty excited about the fact that I met, you know, Finn Wolfhart. And, oh really? Well, yeah, because he's oh, in yeah, it. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's funny because people tell me they really like me in Stranger Things, and I, I know they're confusing it with it, but I go, oh, thank you. <laughs> Stranger Things. Um, I've met Robert De Niro. Oh, he's oh my god. That's that's. Is it. he? Yeah, he's, I love him so much. He's, he's I only met him at a table read when I was, I, I was shooting um Godsend, and he was in God's and it was I think it might have been my first film role and um so I met him at the table read that was he was that was Crazy. pretty cool Edward Norton was pretty cool Ed, oh my god just, yeah. oh my god he's giving off all these big names I think you're writing off names there. I know <laughs> that, that was um that was in Death to Smoochie wow um and I worked with Christina Hendricks that was kind of awesome she was very cool that's amazing. I mean, if I was you, I'd be like screaming every time I saw these people. Kevin Bacon. Oh. I don't know. Kevin Bacon. I don't know. Or zero degrees, I guess it is. Get this uh, advert. Oh, uh, here we go. America. Right, right. Which advert am I talking the about? The EE advert. Do you have a phone provider called EE? EE. No. Yeah, EE. No. <laughs> but. Well, there there is an advert and it plays on every channel and it's got Kevin Bacon in it and he's just promoting this phone service. To us. I don't. I have never met anyone who uses EE, but I, it I use EE. You use EE? Yeah, I'm a Kevin Bacon fanboy. <laughs> I'm a big Kevin Bacon fan, but not enough to get EE. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been great have it's been great having you on here and uh, we hope to have you on again. I mean, I hope I hope yes. you enjoyed yourself. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but before we end up the episode, we have our uh, weekly segment, Headline of the Week. If you guys don't know what Headline of the Week is, a weekly segment where I find a headline old or new, and me and Ryan, and this week, Edie, have a little talk about it. So, in this week's Headline of the Week, couple baffled as woman 200 miles away finds her wedding DVD in charity shop box set. Mum Polly Ramsey was left in shock after a woman contacted her online say she had found a wedding video after buying a Sopranos DVD from a charity shop. Uh, a couple, uh, Pauline, known as Polly, and Ross Ramsey wed six years ago and treasured the memories on their big day in Cancun, Mexico, 2015. But the couple hadn't even noticed their marriage memento was missing. Uh, the message read, Hi Pauline, I know this will sound crazy, but last week I bought the Sopranos box of DVDs at a charity shop and to, to my surprise, the first DVD was actually your wedding DVD. Oh my God. Wait, uh, as in... is. Someone steal it and sell it to a charity shop. Or they put oh. it in there, and then they donated their their yeah. DVD collection. Well, I mean, it's someone taping over a DVD of The Sopranos, which is a crime in itself because that is one of the greatest shows of all time. But I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, what would your What would your reaction be if six years later it was like, "Yep, you get it. Here's your tape back." If you were this woman, if you were Polly, please have Polly shoes. What would you feel? 
<laughs> um, I don't know what I would feel. That's just <laughs> surreal. That would be surreal. I, I genuinely think I'd be like, yeah. uh, this is very, very strange. I don't know if I'm, I'm, doing a, I'm very uncomfortable right yeah. now. I think, I think I'd be like, oh, I wanted to watch this Sopranos, man. My sister was a model about 20 years ago, and my brother was walking down the street in Montreal, and there was a people moving out, and they had all this garbage in front of their house, and there was a huge framed photo of his sister. Oh, my. In pile of garbage from her modeling days. Who <laughs> took it? That's amazing. <laughs> it was in the garbage. Like he it wasn't. He didn't steal it. He just took it. So he has it. I mean, yeah. I, I love when I, you find I, like, little gems like that. Like, well, that's a very big gem because obviously, it's, it's, it's very. <laughs> but like when you find something like you, someone was gonna throw away, but it's like means everything to you, and it's like, oh my, this is crazy. This is crazy. Yeah. I've never heard it. Double take. I mean, that's Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that my sister? <laughs> it's just that, that reaction. <laughs> in black and white, framed. Nice. <laughs> It'd be funny if he didn't have any idea of her modeling career, and he's yeah. just like, yeah, it's kind of to keep that. I'll say, lucky it wasn't something a bit worse than modeling. Yeah. Like, imagine if it was something a bit wild, and it was sort of like he just coming, like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> my eyes. <laughs> oh, actually, I've got a good British television show. Oh, this came, just came to my head. I've got a good British television show for you to watch. It's like the comedy. It's, it's the comedy show that every single person in Britain has watched. It's called The Inbetweeners. Oh no, 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 no. The Inbetweeners. Yeah. I, there Best was show. an American version of it. I've got to say one, one. Well, the American versions usually aren't the best. The uh, British ones are usually the best. Yeah. So The Inbetweeners. Watch it with your daughters. They will love it. Uh, okay. The Inbetweeners. The Inbetweeners. Uh, Bloodiest okay. show ever. <laughs> it's, it's probably like. I don't think like, Ryan. <laughs> No, 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 Ryan, Ryan Oh, God. Ryan, tell me you don't love it, Ryan. I love it, but I love it for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically like uh, teams in America, teams in the UK going through school, but they're like kind of like outcasts and losers, and they just sort of have oh, the most aw awkward experiences. It, it, it's just very funny. I mean, I'd probably give it a once over by yourself before you show it to your daughters, but it, I think they would enjoy it. I think it is very, very funny. Yeah, they love that. They love all the eighties, all the eighties teen movies and stuff. They love yeah. all that stuff. So, so th yeah, this, this this gets a bit uh, a bit wild. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. I've, I've never actually I've never actually heard someone from like uh, Canada, America, like sort of um, review watch, it, and watch, watch. watch the in between us and say it's good. So if you do if you do watch it, shoot me a message. I actually want to know how it is, and we'll, we'll talk about it on, on the on the podcast, and uh, we'll see how you found it. <laughs> okay, we'll yeah. do that. I think I think you'll like it, but uh, it seems like a good place to end off the podcast. Thank you so much, Edie, for coming to talk to us. Uh, her IMDb is linked down below as well as her Instagram. So go check her out. Go click on link. Go follow her, and go watch Spiral. It's out now. You can rent it. Uh, so yeah, this is a good place to end the podcast. Uh, I've been AJ. I've been Ryan. See ya.